Welcome to the Lightly Salted Podcast. These are the readings and sermons of St. John's Lutheran Church of Park Rapids, Minnesota. They are offered so that the Word of God would shape and strengthen you to be what He calls you to be, salt and light. You can find us at stjohnspr.org. Now, on to the Word. Our reading today was also the basis for our message concerning time is from the fourth chapter of St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, verses 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, dear Christian friends, our text today is that epistle that we just read, and especially verses 4 and 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son. And then the second thing we want to look at is in that part of verse 7. You are no longer a son, I mean a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Well, time is still on our mind today. We've only gotten a couple of days into the new year, and so we've uh, put up a new calendar, and that kind of fits with what our text is saying today when it talks about the fullness of time. The word fullness comes from the word that you would use if you were pouring something into a, a measuring container, like a measuring cup, and you, you, you pour it in there until it gets right up to the top. That's the concept here about the fullness of time. And so we picture God pouring time into, into our calendar, and the thing gets full. Well, even I know that retirement doesn't mean that your calendar gets empty. In fact, sometimes it seems like it gets fuller yet. And sometimes it's a little bit difficult because we're not sure that we're ready and willing and able to do all of those things. Some of you have a calendar that probably comes with a whole bunch of things already filled in. There's holidays and there's special events and maybe doctor appointments and all kinds of things that you can fill in right now and starting to fill up that calendar. That would all be very stressful if we didn't have the ability to do those things. Well, today we're going to look at uh, what it's like to have God fill up our calendar with His fullness. God's fullness in your calendar. Now, that would be pretty stressful, except for the fact that God gives us something to deal with that, something, an ability to be able to fill up those days and times. He makes us ready, and He makes us willing 
And He makes us able. And so He does this by making us His own heirs. H-E-I-R-S. Those who inherit God's blessings. Those who inherit God's power. And especially today, those who inherit a portion of God's own Spirit. And so our theme is going to be that in the fullness of the calendar, God sent His Son. So that in the fullness of our calendar, God sends us. Now, there's a very good chance that you've heard a pastor at some point explain that in the language of the New Testament, they sometimes have more than one word for something and we only have one word in English, and the word time is one of those examples. Now, the, the highest of the two kinds of time, the, the best is a, a word that doesn't sound like any English word, and so you had to learn a little bit of Greek uh, when you were told that word for time. And so that word is kairos, and it's kind of the opportune time, the right time, a time that you can't mark on a calendar, but a time that you, you know when it's there. A good example would be harvest time. You can't say that it's going to be July 23rd. It's whenever the crop is ready. Or flu season. <laughs> you know, we're in it right now, but you can't really pick a particular day when you ought to stay home because you might get something from somebody infected with the flu. So, that kind of is seen as being the, the better of those times. And, and that we should take advantage of those times and not worry so much about days and hours and schedules and years. Well, in the five places in the New Testament where the word or the concept, the idea of the fullness of time, the five places where that takes place, Four of those places use this kind of higher idea of time, this kairos time. But guess what? Our text from Galatians, the one that we just read, is the one that uses the regular calendar wristwatch use of time. In fact, that word sounds like English word because it's chronos and it's the word we get chronology and chronological order. And if you spend a lot of money on a watch, it's not a watch anymore. Now it's a chronograph or something like that. And so uh, that's that time that is used in this verse in Galatians. The fullness of the calendar time. The fullness of the day. The fullness of the year. The fullness of the hour. And so that's a very important thing that God sent Jesus on a very definite day on the calendar. Now, we don't know exactly what day it was, so we've picked December 25th to celebrate that day when Jesus, who is eternal with God the Father and God the Spirit from eternity, all of a sudden now becomes like us, attached to a date, a calendar, and always being forced to think about things in terms of days, months, and years. Well, you might ask, so what? Well, here's what. There are some things that we should hold 
as extra special because Jesus shared those things with us. Now, one of the things that we hold as special is the, the human body. A lot of people think that the body is just kind of a, a, a weak container and the thing gets older and sicker as we go along and someday we'll finally be able to get rid of that old weak container and, and we'll be just soul without the weakness of the body. Well, that's not what we believe. We believe that the first Adam was perfect in that body that God gave him. And we believe that Jesus, the second Adam, also never sinned, was perfect in the body that God gave him. In fact, the body of Jesus wasn't even subject to sin. The body of Jesus didn't die because of weakness. The Bible tells us that Jesus gave up his spirit. And so we, we believe that the body is a good thing and that God will restore our weak bodies to a perfect condition in the resurrection. But perhaps the best example of something that Jesus shared with us is something that we read at every graveside service in a funeral. And there we say that the, the three-day rest of Jesus in the tomb or in the grave from Good Friday to Easter Sunday, that time that Jesus spent in the tomb sets apart or sanctifies or blesses all of our graves. Our graves are blessed because Jesus was in one for a time. And just as Jesus rose from his grave, you too will rise from yours. Well, here now we have another thing that Jesus shared with us, being part of a calendar, being subject to time. Jesus, the eternal God, became bound to time. And so we believe that it's not just those wonderful opportune times that are blessed by God. Surely they are. But even the ordinary days, ordinary hours, ordinary years are also blessed by God because Jesus took part in them. So in the fullness of the calendar, God sent his son so that in the fullness of our calendars, God sends us. Now, the blessing of God upon our calendar is a pretty good thing to consider when we're only three days into a new year. Like I said, your calendar will have a lot of things already in it. And God will provide more blessings and opportunities. So what is this fullness of time that we're talking about in Galatians? What was that moment on the calendar? Well, we know that it was when Jesus was born, when he became human. It says born of a woman. But if you look back a couple of verses before Galatians 4, chapter 4, if you look at those first three verses, then it talks about a child who someday will become of age and will be able to inherit the Father's blessings, the Father's treasure, the Father's wealth, all of the Father's estate. And, and so at a certain age, that takes place. And that's what this fullness of time is talking about. It's talking about the time when Jesus was, came, born of a woman, Jesus became human so that he could take our place and we could take his 
place. We became of age at the birth of Jesus. And so Paul says we're no longer children, we're no longer slaves, but now, united with our Lord Jesus Christ, we are sons of God. Well, now, I probably offended half of you by saying that, because as women, why would you call me a son of God? Even our hymnal in one of the services changed it to children of God. But if you go back to verses 1 through 3, that's actually a step backward because it says a child, a child has only the same status as a slave. And so here we're talking about somebody who has the fullness of time has come. The time has come to become an heir or a son because only the son and sometimes only the oldest son could inherit the father's blessings. So when we say that we're sons of God, we're jumping way over gender equality issues to something that's even much, much higher to become heirs of God, inheriting God's treasure. And that's really what the celebration of Christmas is all about. We don't know the exact day, but we do know that there was an exact day when the fullness of time came. When the time came for all believers to stop being children and slaves, not that slaves would be a bad thing. There was a thing in the Bible where if a master was a good master, you could elect to serve him even if you could otherwise be set free. And who could be a better master than God? And so it's perfectly right for us to talk about being servants of God, serving God. But here we're talking about because of Christmas, because of God coming to the calendar in the fullness of the calendar, we have that distinction. We have that, that status of being sons, heirs, H-E-I-R-S. I wish it didn't sound like the air that we breathe, but rather those who inherit God's inheritance. It says, God became one of us to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. So now we're not slaves doing whatever we want to do or doing only what the law allows us to do. Now we're sons who has a whole different way of thinking, a whole different uh, attitude toward God's telling us things. And it says, if you are an heir, what do we receive? What is the inheritance? And well, it says it right here. Because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts. That's the inheritance, the Holy Spirit. God sends the Holy Spirit into his son without measure, but he sends the Holy Spirit into us as well. And so that's a very good thing to equip us as we head into this calendar year. So in the fullness of the calendar, God sent his son so that in the fullness of our calendars, God sends us with that gift, with that inheritance. Now, 
It would really be nice if we got the whole inheritance right now. Because someday we're going to have unlimited knowledge. Someday we're going to have unlimited strength. Someday we're going to have immortality, unlimited time. But not yet. Now we get a portion of God inheritance, God's treasure. And St. Paul refers to that as this guarantee. He says in first, 2 Corinthians 1.22, and again in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, God has put his seal on us and has given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. That's another word for a down payment or a deposit. You all know that when you make a down payment, I mean, if you're buying a, a, a $200,000 house and you pay a dollar down, that's not going to work because you can walk away pretty easy on that deal. So you got to put down a significant amount. And so when God gives us his Holy Spirit as a deposit, as a down payment, he's going to put down a significant amount so that we're sure that God is going to pay in full in the resurrection. But just think of what we can do with that significant amount that God gives us. That significant amount, that down payment of the Holy Spirit in your heart is more than enough to bless every day of the calendar year that God gives to you. And so this fullness of time fills up your time, but it also fills you with the Holy Spirit and gives you the will and the ability to do what God desires done. And so what a wonderful blessing it is to not only be able to cry with the Spirit to our Father, but also to cry out to our brothers and sisters in Christ, having that Spirit, that will and ability to do the things that God sends us to do. So that in the fullness of the calendar, God sent His Son, so that in the fullness of your calendars, God sends you. You know, at this time, you hear all kinds of motivational speeches and resolutions and things that we should have throughout the coming year. Well, those are all good things. But God does way more than just give us a, a pep talk or a motivational speech. We have His Holy Spirit as a down payment, a generous amount of those fruits of the Spirit, of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, more than enough to go with you into the fullness of your calendar. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to Lightly Salted. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at stjohnspr.org or look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our thanks to Eric Medeish at soundimage.org for Morning Jew. God's blessings.